folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight. Happy World Redhead Day. I mean, my, this week, this holiday weekend continues to roll for me here on this Tuesday. 80, what was it, a high of 91 in Buffalo. Summertime weather at an all-time high, but unfortunately in my house right now, it's 88 degrees. So I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. My AC guy's coming tomorrow at 12 noon, but I'm joined with Maniac, show sponsor, Buffalo Credit Repair. Buffalo Credit Repair. You know what? Maybe your credit was great before the pandemic and it took a hit somehow. Maybe, you know, you've always had great credit, but you just want to get a better price looking for a car, house, or another big purchase. Hit up our friends at Buffalo Credit Repair, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. They've got your solution. Buffalo Credit Repair. And tonight we have a very special guest, Pat Moran in the building, but I got to read a very influential quote first. Here we go. This isn't how any of us envisioned our 50th season coming to a close. Our promise to our fans is that we will come back stronger as a team and as a community. We cannot thank you enough for your loyalty. We cannot wait to get back on the ice, Pat. Look, I'm, I have a podcast that is related primarily to Buffalo sports. I have kind of, I feel like a duty to be objective, kind of put my personal feelings aside. So you guys know on Twitter, I'm a much big basket, bigger basketball fan than I am a hockey fan. It's always been that way, but you know, this is my hometown team, so I've always liked the Buffalo Sabres. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm at a point, I legitimately, and I mean legitimately, hate this franchise right now. I hate the Buffalo Sabres. I hate everything about them. I truly do. That's a kick in the face to fans. And I almost feel like there were a couple different quotes throughout John's article. And it almost felt like they were speaking condescendingly towards the fans, like, you know, and it might be true. I mean, it is, it should be, it better be true. They're the owners, but they're suggesting, they're telling you straight up that, hey, we know more than you do. You know, we have inner workings with this team and things that we like. Well, what is it that they're seeing that people that they like? Because I'm having a hard time from a hockey standpoint, explain to me, I'm all ears. Tell me what it is about this organization, about this franchise right now that is even remotely likable. I Right what you just said, that quote from Kim Pagula in that article, some inner workings that we see some positives in. Maniac, where are the positives? Yeah, it's hard to point out a positive. Like, I remember during the Housley era, like, when they went from the worst team to, like, the 26th worst team, and they were trying to point out how that was an improvement. But let's face it. The top 24 teams just made the NHL playoffs. The Sabres going into next year are going to have a chance to basically tie – the longest drought in playoff history for the NHL, which is just a terrible stat. I mean, again, I've been making this point for years. This is worse than the Bills' drought. It's just we haven't been paying as much attention to it because of the Bills' success, and even UB. And there's less excuses, too. I mean, you have a world-class franchise center. You have a world-class defenseman. He's still young, but he now he's two years into the NHL. You had a really good second-line center. I mean, we don't need to go over the trade. They've had a lot of good players in the team, a lot of good opportunities to grow. They got a 40-goal score on this roster. So the excuses are less with this team. And this guy, like, I'm, I don't like – I'm not one of those guys who says, let's replace the GM every two years if it doesn't work out. Or let's replace the coach. I understand a sense of continuity. That does mean something. But you're now three years into your tenure as GM. You have, a, again, a franchise center who many people can make a fair argument this might be the most talented skater in the entire history of the franchise. 50 years. He is now five years into his career, and they've been rotted away. Forget the playoffs. This guy has not played a meaningful mid-March game one time in five years. The team's going nowhere. They make trades for guys who sit in the press box who are healthy scratches. They give up assets to get them. They're not in good cap shape. Again, from a hockey standpoint, three years, you're no closer to being a good team now than you were three years ago that to me is just inexcusable no it's absolutely spot on and I hope my dad watches this because my dad and my cousin both got rid of Saber season tickets and they're both like I was shocked like I like my dad's the kind of guy like he will like he'll be like okay next year's the year we're gonna come back you know we're gonna come back strong your dad dad is a Captain John Smith he's going down with the ship 
that's what I'm saying. Like, my, like I thought my dad. Like, he's not. He's not Jay Bruce Ismay. He's not jumping on that lifeboat. <laughs> no, I thought for sure that my dad. You know, he's all talk. He even mentioned about the Bills before. My brother's like, "Yeah, get out of here." But no, he actually done after this season. He's done wasting his time and money because it's it's. Think about it. That's an expensive night. And if you have season tickets and you only sell half the season, I mean, think of the parking expenses, the food, the booze you're buying at the games. Like it's so he finally he's had enough, and that shows a lot to me with the organization that those season ticket numbers dropping big time, especially going into next year. And who knows? Let me let me ask you guys a question on your show here about Terry and Kim. We know what's going on with the Sabers right now. If you talk to a Sabers fan. I would, you can make an argument at least that the relationship between fan and organization might be at an all-time low right now. You can make an argument for that at least. Bills, that's another story. If you're a Bills fan and you don't care about the Sabres, you got no problems with Terry and Kim right now at all. But let's just say, if they didn't kind of, I don't want to say they lucked into Sean McDermott because they did pursue him, but he had other opportunities. If Sean McDermott would have went to Cleveland and they don't get Sean McDermott and they don't turn this franchise around and you're looking at the Bills right now, laboring just like the Sabres are continuing to do so just imagine what all fans would feel about ownership right now in Buffalo if the Bills again if they didn't hire McDermott and things internal because that brought Brandon Bean here man you're talking about two teams one of these owners it could be really really ugly fortunately it's not Graham's article he was talking he had a source in the McBean camp that was saying hopefully this does this you know disagreement or whatever you dishevelment with the Sabres doesn't bleed over into the Bills side of things. I mean, that's the last thing you want to hear as a Buffalo sports fan. Yeah. And, sure. and what was, what was McDermott's contract? I, I think he got a five-year deal. I'm not sure for how much, but I know he had other offers. I know Cleveland was very interested in him. And again, I, you got to credit Terry for, and, and Kim for going after him. I, so I don't want to say they lucked into him because they did pursue him. But still, I just um, – I Yeah, Pat, I couldn't even imagine if how low this city would be right now if the Bills weren't good. I mean, people are like – people are saying 12-4 and four and AFC's champs. And, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine what, what life would be like. Yeah. I, yeah look, you even have UB football's favorite in a, in a way. Yeah. I mean, they're I up mean, there in the Mackey's projections or Mac, even the Mac projections. Now, winning cures all. If the Sabres come out next year and somehow, some way, things turn around, a lot of these conversations that guys like us are having right now, well, they'll be null and void. Well, I'll, I feel like an idiot for saying some of the things that I'm saying right now, but it's how I feel at this moment about this team. Yeah. It just feels like I, I don't understand. I just – I could sit here and talk to you guys for hours. I just cannot understand for the life of me when it comes to hockey, when it comes to putting the best team on the ice, seeing what he's done with this franchise. I'm talking about Jason Botcher over these last three years. I just don't understand what gives him a fourth year. I just don't get it, especially when 24 teams are playing in the playoffs and the Sabres are still not one of them. There's only seven teams that are not participating in the playoffs. And your GM is overseeing a team again. I can't emphasize this enough, guys. Jack Eichel may be one of the best players that's ever put out a Sabres uniform. His career is just five years in. And it's just rotting away. He's playing in zero important games. That's going to drive him crazy. How long do you think he's going to go on before he starts to make a real stink? I was just going to bring that up to both of you. Like, when is the time that we – like, I hate to say it. And, like, if you said this, like, a year ago, you'd look like a complete idiot. But trade Eichel? Oh, like, people, can, have, people have already been saying that. I know. I know there that. There are but that's like, out there that think somehow trading Eichel for a second-line center – like a serviceable D-man and a first-round pick is, like, a good idea. Like, honestly, they really do. And it's just so foolish. If you told any fr- – if they started all the franchises again tomorrow, Eichel would be in the top five, no doubt, top three most likely. And, I mean, the fact that you can't build around him, Darlene – I mean, they had a good fourth line this year. I mean, they were all novel about, like, the log line or whatever. I mean, it's just – you have these, like – it just feels like there's so much dead weight on the Sabres every single year. And it's like you said, Pat, Botterill just standing, standing Pat, for, for lack of a better pun there. He's just, he just did not make enough moves. He locked into Skinner for the one year. He, uh, I mean, he got Henry Okiaru for a good deal, if you yeah. want to try and frame that. But just by, besides that, he just doesn't seem to have the perspective of a GM that knows how to win. Even this year when they were fluttering, he would say things like, oh, we just had a big win against Columbus. So our focus is on, like, going forward. 
Like, if Brandon Bean said something about, like, one game as far as being the organization's whole focus, he would sound like an idiot. Like, no offense. Like, he would just sound, like, short-sighted. And you don't want your GM thinking game to game. Your GM should be thinking, like, phase to phase. These maybe, like, three parts of the season, not one game. Now, when you make statements, too, you, you got to kind of own them. They made a couple deadline deals. I don't want to say they were adding to the team. They were kind of retooling a little bit, but he did come out and proclaim talking about playing meaningful games in March. Now, obviously, the season got cut short, but then they go on. I think they lost, what, like seven in a row or something yeah. like that and got buried before March even hit. You got Where's the accountability? That's I, I, It's just a point. Again, we could talk about this. Online. I just don't understand where the accountability comes from. And again, you almost got a question. Is the ownership saying, look, we have a plan. I really don't care what the fit. The fans don't run this team. This is our team. I, I just, I, I can't help but not feel that way, at least to some extent anyway. Yeah, and Pat, two things. One, I'm pretty much Sabres are forced to sign Skinner. Because if you don't sign Skinner, I mean, you're not going to sell seats that season. So sure. you had to give that guy that much money just to get people back in the barn the next year. And my other thing too, Pat, is, is tonight the night you tweet out again that you trade the Sabres for an NBA franchise? I mean, it's a perfect timing right now. It's going to happen. Tonight is your night, Pat. <laughs> it is going to happen. I've already been on a little bit of a rampage. I haven't done the NBA greater than NHL tweet yet. But, yeah, it's absolutely coming. Which, by the way, again, I said that week game one. That's just how I am. I'm a big basketball guy. Now I'm also smart enough to know that that ain't going to fly in Buffalo. So it's not like I was naive about when I first tweeted that out early in the season. And got into a little altercation with our buddy, the funnel guy, over that, among some other people. I knew it wasn't going to go over well because I know Buffalo. I'm, I've spent 45 years there. I know Buffalo's a hockey town. I'm just a basketball guy. Now I really am because you could put a soccer team ahead of the Sabres right now for all I do. I don't care. I almost swore. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Hey, FC Buffalo is rocking this year, Pat. You got to come up and get to a game. <laughs> Oh, it, you know, Pat, it's time to get to you now. At Pat Moran Tweets on Twitter, host the Talking Buffalo podcast. How's everything going, you know, right now for you in quarantine down in Florida? You know, honest to God, not much has changed for me personally in terms of, like, either professionally or socially. Because professionally, since I moved down here four years ago, I've been working remotely from home. So that didn't change. And in terms of my podcast, it hasn't changed much either because – Again, an unfortunate part about being in Florida with having primarily Buffalo guests is that I'm doing a lot of interviews by Skype, by phone, by Zencaster, and stuff like that. It's only when I get a chance to get up to Buffalo, I get a chance to hook up with people one-on-one and, and do live shows or whatever have you. So my point is, that hasn't really changed. You know what I mean? I'm still down here in Florida. I'm still doing the show, and I'm still doing all my interviews remotely, whereas opposed to you guys, when things are right, you got guys in your studio all the time, you know? So it's kind of different there. So not a lot's changed for me on that level. I think I've just had a lot more time to just kind of reflect on and, and put a lot of things into perspective now, you know, and it's, uh, it's a lot, it's different in Florida. I say this all the time. Florida's different than Buffalo. I don't necessarily think that it's better or that it's worse. It's just really different. It feels like the quarantine down here, the whole coronavirus has been handled a lot differently oh, yeah. in Florida than in New York and in a lot of ways. I, I tell my wife this all the time. Had I woken up from, say, maybe a three-week coma, I don't know that I would know, except for a smattering, because, like, when I go to, like, Publix or Walmart, there's still a smattering of masks. But aside from that, it's almost – I don't even know that there's a virus going on here down right now. They're, the beaches are packed. The parks are packed. People are playing volleyball. They're playing basketball. So, I mean, it's just – it's not a lot – it's really not a lot different. But – it has made me miss home. And I know it's crazy because down here I could do whatever I want to do for the most part. In Buffalo, well, now things are starting to open up. But before I couldn't do anything. But I still, I say it all the time, I, I would still trade places with, with either of you guys in a second, man. I really would. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, just saw, I just saw Maniac for the first time yesterday in over two months. It's tough. It's it is crazy. tough. You I know, mean, I, yeah. What, do you guys, what did you guys do primarily to – you know, to, to make the time go by besides, you know, you still had an opportunity to continue to work on train wreck sports, but just socially, it's just, it's different. It really is. And it's, and it's like so divisive too. And that's been a really tough part as well. People's stances, and I don't necessarily say one's right or one's wrong, but mm -hmm. it's really one side or the other mask or no mask or open it up. And people are having protests and stuff like that. 
or keeping things locked down because I think no matter what way you approach it, there's a truth to it. There's a right and there's a wrong, no matter which way you approach it. So that's probably been besides the actual physical illnesses and death. The toughest part for me is just sitting back and watching so much division in this country now and at times even hatred because of how things are being handled state by state or even city by city. Yeah. And you know, Pat, I was about to ask you some questions about quarantine, but I don't, I don't feel that there's a need because your life's still the same. Like, I mean, like you said, I just had some buddies that went down for a birthday weekend, not this one, the one before. Yeah, but life's normal. They're doing the same thing, having a good time, partying, you know, not, you know, nothing to worry about. So, I mean, yeah, it seems like down in Florida, it's completely different, obviously, than what it is up here in Buffalo. It is. Early on, it wasn't. There isn't this league. It's an MVP league. It's a recreational, fun league where people play softball, kickball, uh, volleyball. And the guy who runs it was really cool. He started like this online virtual game nights. Like there was a trivia night, a name that tune night, a flip cup night, which was kind of wild. But within a couple of weeks, again, people were already starting to kind of on the down low, but people were starting to get together at houses, you know, just small gatherings, two, three, four people. Yeah. Then over the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, it's, I went, put it this way, man. Not necessarily proud of it. And I did keep my distance, by the way, because I have COPD. I, I don't want to be catching COVID right now. But I just went to a pool party on Saturday. I mean, it wasn't like what you saw in the Ozarks, but <laughs> it was more than 10 people. Let's just put it that way, okay? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, let's, we'll get out of the quarantine talk. No need. We obviously know what's going down in Florida and not here in Buffalo. But so how are things going with you? The podcast, just past 5K followers on Twitter. Um, and another question I had for you too. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats to that. Another question I had for you too is wait, what is your day job? You said you're working remote. Well, all right. So, you know, like I'll give you an example at the Erie County fair every year, they have demolition derby shows. Yeah. The company that I work for puts those shows on, but we don't just do the Erie County fair. Like we do 75, 80 shows all up and down the Eastern coast, all kinds of motor sports shows. Like, Demolition derbies, figure eight racing, monster trucks, stock car football, all kinds of stuff like that. So the company I work for puts on those shows, and I do a lot of the boring paperwork, which sucks. But it is also cool because it gives me an opportunity, again, to work from home and a lot of spare time to work on other projects, such as the podcast. You know what I mean? So that's my daytime job. But, yeah, it's uh, – which, by the way, the Erie County Fair – I know it has not been officially canceled yet. And I'm going to put this out there right now. Please be open this year. That is huge for me because that literally determines my summer. I don't want to get into all the details of it, but long story short, if the Air County Fair is open up, I get to spend a good six weeks in Buffalo in the summer. If they cancel, I might be stuck down here and it's going to suck. Wow. <laughs> I, I, thought you, I thought you were about to break it like it's canceled. It's off. I thought you were breaking news too. I was getting very excited. No, 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 don't get excited. Tease. It was a good tease by P. Moran. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's a job. It's, it it yeah. affords me time to, to do the podcast. Doing a podcast is a lot of fun. Do two shows a week and uh, for a little over two years now, it's just, uh, I like the creative process of just doing the whole thing. It's fun to put something out, but whether, whether it does great or whether it does terrible, I'm already looking forward to the next one because I just like the whole process of putting some notes together, doing an interview. I actually like editing and I kind of like all the other stuff that comes after it. So it's yeah. just a lot of fun for me. I don't look, I look at it as just a hobby, something I enjoy doing. In fact, my wife and I argue all the time. My wife likes to go out to, to bars still and she plays, she's very active. I'm not active at all. She plays volleyball. She plays softball, very good athlete. And those are her nights out. I said, my nights out are my podcast. You know, I spend six, seven hours, whatever it takes to do a podcast. And that's kind of like my outside social life right now. Hey, you're saying, you're, your son had to get that athleticism from somewhere, right, Pat? Definitely was not me. <laughs> I promise you that. And by the way, that's the worst part of this quarantine for me personally is football. Um, no spring football. Florida, a very big reason why my family moved down here four and a half years ago now was because of an opportunity for my son to play high school football down here in Florida and then not have spring football this year. I know in like, it's not even a thing in New York, but down here in the South, spring football is very, very important. I mean, it's just a litany of college recruiters and coaches coming down to check out the kids. So that was a big loss opportunity. So that part of the quarantine has really sucked. 
I was gonna say it, it's gotta it's gotta be it's gonna be very tough to be active with all the chicken wings that you eat. <laughs> well, that's not the case down here, man. That's not the case down here at all. It's very easy because there's a Casa de Pizza in my town. Aside from that, Casa de Pizza wouldn't even – I like Casa, but they wouldn't even be in my top 25 in Buffalo. But down here in Florida, it's like must-have because there's nothing else that's anything like it. But, yeah, man, uh, God, you just said that. and I was feeling so good about nah, – I was all right with not being in Buffalo, and I just made me miss it even more. Are there any good chicken wings outside of New York – or Buffalo, sorry? Um. No. <laughs> I mean, I like, don't – There's not. I never leave Buffalo. Like, if I'm in New York City, Vegas, where it doesn't matter what city, I would never think about getting chicken wings outside of Buffalo. I don't personally know of any. Like I said, the only one down here that's good is Casa de Pizza, and it's a Buffalo place. Now, there might be a couple of other ones in this region, but I can promise you, if there is, I promise you, there's some kind of Buffalo connection to it. It's a Buffalo yeah. owner – or a former Buffalo cook who's down here working. No, if you go to another city, you get whatever they're famous for. But wings, you, uh, it's Buffalo or bust for wings for me. And it's always been that way. Wings, they exist out there. It's just like the difference. It's like the Lion King at the beginning of the movie when Pride Rock is like plentiful of resources versus like when Scar's in charge. Like that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. So Pat, about, about, your, about the show. You said you've been doing it now over two years. Who everyone knows about, Adam Schefter. It's the pinned tweet on the profile. We see it every time we go there. But who are some of the other big, you know, guests that you've had over the past two years? Well, I mean, um, big as in names, I would say. I, Lee Steinberg was on, and I was really nervous about having him on before Super Agent. So I was very nervous about having him on. Richard Deitch, who's with The Athletic now, was with Sports Illustrated. That was like my first big name guests that I had on. So I was very nervous about that. Uh, Josina Anderson's done the show. I've had a lot of former Buffalo Bills on, like from the Super Bowl era. But those aren't, I mean, they might be the, the biggest guests by name, but my favorite guests are always Buffalo sports media people or former Buffalo Bills athletes. Actually, you know what? God rest his soul. If you told me, gun to my head, who's the favorite guest you've ever had on, on your podcast ever? And I'm not just saying this so people will like what I'm saying. I truly legitimately mean it. Pancho Bilia had him on twice. And I did not, I never had had a conversation with him before the first time he was on the podcast. I had never had a conversation with him before in my life. And you guys have interviewed enough people. Now, you know this. When you have, when somebody comes in your studio, if it's a, a sports media person, you know that you just need a certain amount of questions. And you know, someone like Tim Graham, for an example, you know he's going to carry a conversation very well with you. Yeah. When you have an athlete on, or fan in the case, because that's what Pancho was. Quite often, not all the time, but quite often, they're not so engaging and so talkative. It's like you ask a question, they give you a quick one or two sentence answer, and then you have to keep coming up with more and more questions and finding ways to navigate the conversation. But Pancho was so engaging, and I'll never forget that, man. I mean, you could ask him a question, he'd go on for 15 minutes, and yeah. not boring either. I mean, it was engaging conversation, not boring. So, Far and away, if I had to pick somebody who was my favorite guest to date, it definitely would have been him. That's awesome. Maniac, who, who would your favorite guest be? Train Rock Sports oh, yeah, history. Our favorite, our favorite guest? Uh, I'd say Jonah Javad. This is a Jonah Javad. Brad Ryder falling asleep pre-show. I mean, yep. there's just been so <laughs> crushing the Just Dishing crew. I mean, it's like inviting them over is like when, you know, an NCAA team plays someone. Pay, it's a pay-for It's a pay -for game, you know, basically, when we get Just Dishing in the house, so. Well, I agree, yes, but continue it up. We're chasing. Uh, we're chasing uh, the Pat's podcast. He's at what two twenty one now. Yeah, I'm at two twenty one, and I wanted to give out because I, as I was talking, I was also thinking about it too. One other guest that I like that's not, he's not the most popular person on Twitter, but he's one of the most respected reporters. Paul Hamilton from WGR. I had a really good interview with him. I didn't know what to expect going in because I had never get. I never really had conversations with Paul. And I know his reputation on Twitter, he'll block people real quick. He's, you know, frankly, he probably, he's only on Twitter because he needs to be, and I'm pretty sure he he's knows quick that. Quick on the draw. I mean, you got to respect Yeah, him. yeah, he don't mess around. Yeah, he's but true to his but, brain. He doesn't, like, he doesn't get defensive over it. He just does it. I love, you got to respect that. But his life story is really good. You know, he's, yeah. he's been through a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of tragedy. He was a hell of a hockey player at, at, during his day. He played college hockey, and he's probably one of, if not the best, Hockey minds when it comes to knowing Buffalo Sabres stuff of anybody I know. 
Yeah, and yeah, speaking of someone who's like hugely disliked on Twitter, who like I didn't know what to expect either, Jerry Sullivan. He oh, was yeah. one of my favorite ever shows to do at Studio D in person was Jerry. I, I like that show. that he brought to the table. He's a guy, come over anytime, have a beer on the back porch. I, he is awesome. Like that, Jerry was great. I saw your show with Jerry and absolutely, he's a great person. And I'll tell you what, you talk to anybody in the media, to a man, everybody loves Sully. He probably is one of the most popular people amongst media people, maybe not yep. fans on social media. But yeah, yep. I saw that show. That was a good show. He was really personable. Yep, low-key facts. So that's the most watched episode of Trainwreck tonight. Yeah? Jerry Sullivan sit, sit, coming in at about 6,200 views. Well, he'll hold that spot till you get John Worrell in your studio. I can't wait. Johnny Three Dubs. <laughs> we're we're going to have a throne ready for him. I got to oh. give him credit. I got to give him credit. He did have the report today. I guess all of his time was sucking up to Jason Bottrell in the front office. was paid off because that's where they go to with their tips. I'm not a fan of Giants, and everybody knows this. But I'll give him credit. I've always said, even during our biggest beast on Twitter, I respect the hell out of him. He's a good reporter. He's a very good reporter. He had, he definitely has an in with the Pagulas because he also got the Brandon story. He was, like, the first one to have it when he got when he got it through the AP. But, like, at the same time, if you want to be, like, devil's advocate, like, you know, pissy internet person, like, he doesn't really break news. He doesn't give you any speculative stuff. He doesn't give you any inside, true inside insight, like, say, Tim Graham's article did. Like, you right. know, a lot of that. So, I, you know, I, I tip my cap for sure, and it's a respect thing. But at the same time, I would like to see him go after a little bit more juice for those hmms. I, I don't really care what he does. But I got to give him props. We're sitting there talking about a story that he put out today at the top of your show. So... I'd be remiss if I didn't give him props for that, but true, true. I, ain't try, I ain't trying to have a beer with him, and I'm sure the feeling is mutual, so whatever. Screw it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of mutual feelings with a couple of people at Trainer Exports and in West New York, it's time to get into the Buffalo bracket. We got to talk about that. You seemed like you were a big fan. You had it out. You, you know, it was a big topic on your show. You know that just ended. So, you know, wanted to ask you, what were your biggest, you know, question marks, thoughts on the bracket? Who should be in it next year? Any, you know, initial thoughts? Well, let me say this, okay? First and foremost, you guys put out a 64-team bracket. That's not, hard, that's not easy to do. I almost said that's not hard to do. It's very hard to do. It's not easy to do at all. It's very much like the NCAA March Madness. You're going to get snubs. You're going to yep. have people saying, well, where's this? And, well, I got to say entity because it's not a team. Or why is this team ranked as high as they are? Or this team should be ranked lower. Yep. That's very difficult to do. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Like you said, me and Matt Farina, we I literally did an entire episode just on your Buffalo bracket. And I'll tell you what, as we were going through it, I was having fun, man. Because me and Matt did not talk ahead of time about who we're going to pick, how we're going to do it, who's going to move on. We kind of just said, screw it, man. And we talked it through, and it was turned out to be a lot of fun. So I liked the bracket a lot. And there were some really good choices. I'll say that the winner ended up being the same winner that I would have had. And I also got to take in mind, too, this is, at the end of the day, a fan poll. You know what I mean? It's not like you two are sitting there deciding. Like, Matt and I decided who was going to win the best of Buffalo bracket. You guys are putting it out there, and, and your fans are voting for it. So I should take that into consideration. But Yeah, you got you to think where the people are going to go, Pat. I, it's not, there's, there's a little bit outside of logic involved, a little bit of craziness. There is. And, again, you know, every fan base is different as well. In terms of snubs, there was one that jumped out at the page, and we talked about them already. I'm like, where's the Erie County Fair? How's the Erie County Fair not on this? That's huge, man. That's huge. It's probably one of the biggest events in Buffalo. Uh, the other thing I, I kind of took issue with in terms of a snub, which, in fairness to you guys, made it to the Final Four. I love Ted's Hot Dogs, but I felt like Salem should have been the pick. Yeah. You know what I mean, because there's other places – and then what was the other one? I, I, oh, the wings. That was a little bit confusing, too. You know what I mean? You had wings as a category, and then you had a couple that were dedicated to wings. Yeah. Man, you're banging out 64. First of all, it's hard to come up with 64. I think that's, I think that's the greatness of it, though. And you Absolutely. Hate, and you hate that. That's okay. But when you have wings going against Allentown, which Allentown has Gabriel's Gate and a number of other places that have wings, like, you're getting a little too firm matchups there. But so you get the Allentown with the Gabriel's Gate, but is it really better than, you know, your bar bills and your, and your top-tier spots? So, yeah, wait, that's quite an entity. And then the same thing with, you know, the Bills home opener. You could have wings at the Bills home opener. And, by the way, kudos to both you and Matt Brino. You guys picked 
Bill's home opener over chicken wings. It was a hell of a snipe. I, I'm telling you right now, when I first started that episode with Matt in a million years, I, in fact, I think I might have hinted that, well, we're just going through it. It says a formality. Who's going to finish in second? It wasn't until we started talking. I'm like, wait a second here, man. And uh, we ended up changing our mind. Yeah, the only difference with the final is we had Wegmans going to the final. And then so I, I, I had chicken wings versus uh, – I actually had chicken wings versus Wegmans. Wegmans winning. I was surprised you two – like you were, that they didn't beat summertime weather. I was fun. I was engaged throughout the whole thing. And I know you guys were referring to the beef on Weck versus Lockport Drive-In where <laughs> – I want to add a little bit with Ryan. I, I got to tell you, that was probably the one of all them that I, I was getting a little pissed off. Not at Ryan, just pissed off in general because I'm like, look, first of all, by the way, I know the owner of the Lockport Drive and I've known him for over 25 years. I got no problem with the Lockport Drive and I, I like it. I quite like it. I know. Come on, man. Be fine, whack. How is that like 52 to, how did I have to insert a quote tweet and, no. And, campaign to get other people to retweet that just to push that over the top. I'm like, there's no way. Beef on Weck should have had 70, 73% of the vote. You didn't like that that the Lockport Loudmouth had, had his town showing out. You didn't like you didn't like that Lockport came to play. It was ballot stuff. I, mean, I, think, I think you brought up a fair point. Should Trainwreck really have people within the organization Going for success, but but that's a that's a Lockport loyalist right there. Like he was just <laughs> he was just doing what felt natural, and it was great to see. It was great to see. It was kind of like it really was like if an if an upset was going on in the NCAA tournament, and the ref heard like the crowd noise, and the ref's like, "All right, all right," like it, start, it starts going a little bit for the underdog. It was a fun. It was the most fun matchup. You got to be honest. Looking back at the bracket, that was by far one of the most fun matchups. It was fun, and honestly, as somebody who followed the entire thing, for me, it was the most stressful, because I'm like, what the hell, man? Oh. Just, it can't happen. And yeah, I went at it a little bit with Ryan, but I like Ryan. I got no problem with Ryan. He's a cool dude, and he was, yeah, he was promoting, but again, train wreck sports dude should not be influencing your fans out there. You've got more than enough fans, man. You don't need to be influencing them who to vote on. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Pat, I'm with you, though, 100%. There's no way that that vote should have been that close. Oh. It should have been at least 65, 70 beef on whack. I mean, people are tweeting about the drive-in for Bills games. I'm not going to the drive-in for a damn Bills game. <laughs> are you kidding me? Going there. I can see people going there. I forgot one other one, too. A snub. St. Patrick's Day. What's up with that? Because that just reminded me. The other one that was an upset, but an honest, to be fair, it was a legit upset. Was Actually, it wasn't an upset. I thought Dingus Day. I think Matt and I might have had Dingus Day going all the way to the final four. Final four. Yeah, we had Dingus Data going all the way to the Final Four. I didn't get out of your first round. Now, to be fair, again, Muddy Taco, you could absolutely make a case. So that wasn't like no conspiracy or nothing. That was just the fans went the other way that Matt and I did. But I'm like, Dingus Day is freaking huge in Buffalo. You don't know where it is anywhere else in the nation, but Buffalo, Bro, come on. You were, you were beside yourself over that St. Patty's Day snub. But here, here's my devil's advocate take on that. It is huge in Buffalo. But when you look back on 2020 – St. Paddy's Day is kind of going to be like a day of infamy for when, like, everyone was out at Soho, no Writing. social distancing, <laughs> no uh, – that was a bad day. That was a bad day for Buffalo, looking back on it. So It was. Now, I got to be honest with you, because this is the first year that I – was this the first year that you guys did a 60-14 bracket? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this was a best of Buffalo 2020 style then. Then I'm, yeah, I'm all going with St. Paddy's Day. 32 to a 64 this year. Yeah, I liked it. It was a lot of fun, man. And I think people are engaged. And again, I did an entire show. I could do an entire season of a pod. I could have a different guest on every week and go through the same bracket that you guys put out. And it would probably awesome. just as fun every time. Next year, we're definitely going to have to do a pre-show and we'll give you the bracket beforehand so you could, you could get your snubs and all, and all <laughs> uh, your things out early. It's half the fun, man. If you, have, if you put something out and people are not complaining, then you're doing something wrong. Good point. Pat, got to ask you before we get into Maniacs, Trainwreck, Trivia, bigger, or sorry, bigger rivalry, the funnel guy or the Lockport Loudmouth? <laughs> um, I would say probably funnel guy, although we've been, well, I don't want, I don't want to say we've been cool with each other, but we've been <laughs> silent with each other for a half season, which, by the way, when the team stinks, he's nowhere to be found. And they're playing good. 
he's dominating Twitter in your video feeds when they're playing well. When they're not, I don't see him. That's a, that is a totally fair point. I mean, I hate to say it. Funnel guy can be the – he is the funnel father now, so he is obviously taking care of young Jameson down in the South Downs. But you're absolutely right, Pat. When they're winning in October, he's, he's all over the feed. But when they're losing in January, he's, he's a ghost. He, he came at me, but you know what? He's a fan, first and foremost. I don't think he tries to portray himself as some kind of objective journalist. You know what I mean? He's not Tim Graham. He's not Jay Skursky. He's not being an objective on his team. He loves his team. And he's chugging bears, literally, for, for when they score goals. He didn't like what I said about NBA over NHL. No. And took offense. I got no problem with it. He came at me. I hey, came back or, at him. Hey, it was good Twitter. It was, it was good. good. Yeah, it was fun. I had no problem. It was all fun. Like I said, perfect night. Fire that tweet. Tag funnel guy. I mean, it will just take off. <laughs> it will. It literally is the perfect night. <laughs> it is. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. Funnel. It's gonna happen. Nine p.m. Nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want that fire. All right. It's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, maniac. Do your thing. All right, folks. We are back. Train wreck trivia. You know it. We're one episode in. Al is 0-1. He fell to Paul Peck last week. Actually, Paul Peck and Joe Licata, although Paul Peck was the ultimate winner. We have Trainwreck Trivia back with Al versus Pat Moran, brought to you by Buffalo Credit Repair. Go join them again if you're looking to make a purchase. Maybe you're looking to get a boat for the summer. Maybe you're looking to buy a car. Maybe you're looking to get a house. You're just looking for a better rate. You're looking for a little consultation there. Visit our friends at Buffalo Credit Repair. BuffaloCreditRepair.com, 716-436-5000. So here we go. Pat, this is how Trainwreck Trivia works. I'm going to ask you a question about Trainwreck Sports, and I'm going to ask Al a question about your exploits and your work with your podcast. Jesus Christ. This might be fun. <laughs> okay. I told, him, I told him we were doing it. I told him we were doing it, so he's, so he's it. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay, Pat, you go first. All right, here we go. So these are all, like, some of these are directly a train wreck. Some of them are, there's four questions, and then there's a bonus if, uh, if, if things go that way. So okay. this one is the least direct related to train wreck, but it's your first question. Name one of UB football's out-of-conference opponents this year. <laughs> oh, boy. See, because Al could rattle off like three easily right he's, now. He's a big UB guy. I know that. Um, I'm about to go down. I'm about to go down on one there. I honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'll give you a hint. They have played. It's a. It, there's a very big school they're playing this year. No hints. Uh, Nebraska. Ah! <laughs> I'm very okay. close with the red and white. You got. You could have gone with Kansas State to open the year, and then they're going to be on the road at Ohio State in September. So that'll be some crazy matchups for Lance Leipold to go. But Pat is 0 for 1 to start off. So here we go, Al. Your first question. Pat is the host of the Talking Buffalo podcast. What is his website? PatMoran.com. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> what is it? It's it still it's still Moranalytics.com, but that's only because I've been too lazy right now and haven't forked it up yet for uh I like domain. Moranalytics. I like yeah. the idea that in your talk in Talking Buffalo podcast uses Moranalytics. That's my well, also like it's also because I did a lot of 80s stuff very early on when I first started my blog that's still on there and I don't want to lose all that stuff so that's part of the reason why but yeah you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir on the website movie, no <laughs> all right we are gonna go second question for Pat okay so this is a great one what is funnel guys real name <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know him as anything else other than funnel guy and shit starter. That's all I know him as. I, I don't know. I don't know. Shit starter, final answer? Yes. <laughs> Tristan Ertz. We knew that was going to be a good one. It's going to be, I mean, you know, you interact with them. Everyone has their persona. Like, you know, Al and I go have our names on there, but you see all kinds of people. Shoop Dog for Josh Al. Yep. Talked. Talked all kinds of stuff. So it's funny how the internet personas take over in that sphere. So over for two for Pat. Not a strong start, but let's see if Al can capitalize here. 
Well, before you ask me that, though, the fact that I don't know that lends more credence to him being known as Funnel Guy. That's yeah. what he's known as. So. Definitely. No, for sure. People are yelling Funnel Guy. They're not yelling his name, Tristan, which is obviously what we all know and love him as. Yep. Okay. Al, you have 20 seconds once I finish asking you this question to answer, okay? Okay. In Pat Moran's chicken wing rankings – his top tier is the Mount Rushmore of Buffalo. Name the four spots in the Mount Rushmore of Buffalo. Go. Uh, 9-11. Barbell. Ten seconds left. Uh, oh, come on. I actually look at these two. Um, I, Gabriel, Gabriel's Gate. Oh, I'm done. Sorry. God damn it. Well, you missed the one you missed that was easy was the Elmos? UB Elmos. Yeah. <laughs> and then the new kid on the block, Macy's Place. Yeah. Oh, I, I, would, I wouldn't have got Macy's, but I should have gotten Elmos. For sure. Okay, so 0 for 2. This is a defensive affair. You love to see it here. <laughs> First one to one wins. Brought to you by Buffalo Credit Repair. Okay, so Pat, this one could be a little easier. Let's see. Name two venues besides Rec Room on Chippewa and Rock Bottom on Transit Road where Trainwreck Sports has hosted watch parties for Bills, Sabres, or UB games. There are three to four other options you could say. I'm looking for two. Uh, the, the only one I knew for sure was Rec Room. Oh, God. The most recent one. We did do one in the most recent Sabres season. That, that's your only hint, that, that it was a Sabres game. There was one, maybe it was Rec Room. I remember seeing a video of you on the bar pouring shots for everybody. <laughs> that was Rec Room. It was that Rec was Room. One of the greatest times ever. Bills ah. the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Duck Hodges went down. I don't know, because you know why? I listen to audio podcasts more than video stuff. So I listen to your stuff on my iPhone more than I, li than I see your videos. I'm like, you know what? Uh, Soho? So, no good. Although we did, we did host the Mafia homecoming party there. Would have accepted Poppy Grande's, Allen Street Hardware, Grandma Mora's, or Amherst Alehouse. Amherst Alehouse. Oh, my God. I knew that the one. I've done a show there. You were too busy thinking of them as a sponsor, not somewhere we actually <laughs> shows. Well, I'm also too old to know some of those places you just mentioned. Except for Amherst Alehouse. That place I've been to many times. <laughs> okay. This could be a grind here. Let's see. Okay. This one is for Al. I gotta turn this down. Oh, no. What the? Sorry, folks. Okay. <laughs> Little train wreck trivia uh, intermission there brought to you by Buffalo Credit Repair. Okay. Adam Schefter, obviously, like you said, Al, one, one of Pat's bigger guests. Who was Pat Moran's first guest? Here's your hint, as I gave him a hint before. He has been on train wreck in the last year. Holy shit. First ever guest. Oh, this. Are you kidding me? He went, uh, with, he went with the polar opposite for his second guest. <laughs> I'll go. Oh, this is tough. Map Obey. Matt Bovey is incorrect, although he has been on Pat's uh, Pius Pat. You want to let him know? Sal Capaccio. Oh, my God. Both Florida guys, too. Yeah, he was, he was great. I went Before I started the podcast, I wanted to make sure he'd be my first guest. He was the first person I went to. So, yeah, Sal. Wow. That's okay. I'm, this sucks. Man, I mean, I don't know whether these questions are too hard or I'm just running up the score. We got to see what's going on. Okay. So Pat, here's one for you. This is a this is this is tougher, I'd say. Who was the first guest on Trainwreck Sports, which earned Trainwreck acclaim and shoutouts from NBC Sports and Yahoo Sports? Wow. Well, that takes away my answer of my first thought. I know he wasn't your first, but I know Nate Gary was on relatively early. I know Jeremy White was on relatively early, but it's not. Neither of them. If you, NBC Sports and Yahoo Sports, I'm trying no, to No, no one, no one in the media. Yeah, it's not a media member. I can oh, it's it. not a media member. Oh boy. 
Maniac, give him another hint. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. The reason that it was posted about those outlets is that Al was the and train wreck. And with this point, I wasn't actually even in train wreck sports. That's an even bigger trivia tidbit. But uh, they were the first to interview him. That's why, that's why those outlets picked it up. And it's a male. So that, there's your other hint. And a, a second hint, this is a big event that happened at the Ralph. Here it goes. Gotta give him that. This is tough. I mean, this is really tough. Big event that happened at the Ralph that was your first guest on the show? Yep, that's not media, but it made national news. Oh, my God. This is going to be one of those where I legitimately – the first couple you've asked me, honestly – even if you told me, I don't know if I would have gotten them, but this is going to be one where you tell me and I'm going to probably kick myself after. Yeah. I don't know who, who I give up. Who is it? Oh, maniac, give it to him. The man himself, the dildo tosser. Oh, that was your first guess ever? <laughs> the exclusive. I got the exclusive. That is awesome. I shouldn't be surprised, though. But <laughs> that's awesome. Literally, next time you have a free moment. Google Trainwreck Sports and Dildo Toss. I'm going to <laughs> laugh at the outlets that picked it up. I mean, yeah, you're talking New York Daily News. Yeah. I was sprinting across my house. I, w I couldn't believe it that these major news people were, t were like, tagging us. So <laughs> they click it and go right to our page. I couldn't yeah. believe it. It was That's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so what? now was that 0 for 4? Jeez, Pat. Yeah, first one to one wins. Win. And Al can win it. This is a multiple choice option, so you're in trouble. Uh-oh. We will go to the bonuses no matter what. Which one of these individuals has not been on Pat's podcast? Which one has not been on Pat's podcast? Rebecca Thornburg, Sal Majorana, Mike Shope, or Don Beebe? I'm going to say Beebe was on it. Thornburg was definitely on it. I'll say the one that wasn't was Sal. Pat? Nope. That's wrong. It's Mike Show. Mike's the only one I haven't had. <laughs> I have not had Mike on. I have not had the opportunity to have Mike on. I look forward to it. I'm saying the politically correct things here. I like I'm a big Mike fan, but no, has not been on the show. Sal was on it pretty early, like within the first oh, 20, 20-so 20 episodes. That's devastating because I thought, oh. <laughs> All right, I mean, these, these bonus questions are going to crush you guys, but I got to do them to finish out this game. We, we might have a 0-0 shutout. This is going to be the first 0 like, first Richter in here right now. <laughs> okay, so, Pat, your bonus question. Oh, wait, hold on. What is it? Okay. In 2018, UB had a historical football season, winning double-digit games. Can you name one – of our UB song parodies that we created during the 2018 season. Oh my God. I'm thinking in my mind, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up with it, but I remember oh. the UB naked guy. I remember yeah. you guys doing a dance. Oh my God. It's going to drive me crazy. I should know this. I've seen the video plenty they of times. It up in the Buffalo news. It was a big yeah. deal. Oh my God. You guys were dancing around the park too at some point. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to drive me freaking crazy. <laughs> Oh, I got oh. 10 seconds. Oh my God. I, I can't think of it, but I, it's on the, literally on the tip of my tongue right now. Oh, it's not on the tip of my tongue, but when you tell me it is, I'm going to know it instantly. Damn it. Incorrect. Got nothing. Al, which was it? Do you remember? Oh, UB I, September. And as well, Mark's oh plan. God. Let's go UB. Oh, my God. I God's plan. Okay, so, Pat, unfortunately, overdrive Al can either win or tie with yep. this bonus question. This is it. This is it. So, so and then, you, bet you really need to get it or else you're going to be kind of nice. Pat has, has reviewed 67 wings. 67 wing spots, right, Pat? Yes. He has seven tiers. His lowest tier is the hypothetical wing waiver wire. There are 13 spots on this list. Oh. Can you name one of them? In the next 20 seconds, go. <laughs> I 
two places in the waiver. I'm trying to think of that place in fucking Niagara Falls or Grand Island that that place just won the bracket for Barcelona. I can't even think of their name. No, they're not on there. That's not on. I don't think I've had them. There's only like two or three places in here that I know you know of. You have five seconds. <laughs> We're going to tie zero zero. This three is off. awesome. Duff's not on there. That's like in your one of your uh, middle upper tiers, right, Pat? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty up. That's pretty up there. The ones, the places that I know you know on here, I'm pretty sure you know about SC Lounge, <laughs> Blaisdell Pizza, Danny's South, Glen Park Tavern. Oh my, yup. Love Joy Pizza, Buffalo Tap House. We've talked about Pat's thing at Glen Park Tavern. Yeah, yeah. They're dead last on my list. I hated everything about them. I'm sure they're good people, but the wings were awful. Ditto with Danny South. SC Lounge, real quick here. I didn't like their wings, but that was one of my favorite bars. I absolutely yeah, love that place. That. Great bar to drink at, man. I had a great time there. I just didn't care for the wings that much, but that was a really cool spot. Pat, when you get back up to Buffalo, we got to do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I want to come to Studio D. Yes. I got I to get in Studio D. I've still never been up in Studio D before. So hopefully things will be, you know, trending in the right way. I could get up there and uh, do a show with you guys there. That'd be a lot of fun, too. Awesome. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Well, look at the bright side, Pat. You did not lose to Al in Trainwreck Trivia. It's a tie. <laughs> Al goes to 0-1-1, one one, still looking for his first win. Trainwreck Trivia brought to you by Buffalo Credit Repair. Can I say something real quick? Because that maniac, I know you got to run. Yeah, you're good. We're in right now. But one thing. Last show was train wreck trivia with me too. So I didn't know I had to prepare for the other side. Yeah. So now I know that you could be going train well, wreck. Or... Coming into this, into this one though. Cause I asked you pecking Lakata stuff for the other one. You're asleep at the wheel, bro. I mean, this train yeah. never stops, but it doesn't mean you can take a snooze. Yeah. My brain stops clearly. All right. Never. Hey, what, what are you going to do? Out, huge shout out. I'm going to – I'll lead the way out for our guest, Pazda Electric. I'm, ta- I'm taking the – I'm taking the, the buzz. Trainwreck's newest sponsor. Shout out to them. Keep an eye out for all things Pazda. All right, Pat, who are you shouting out tonight? I got to shout out my hometown, man. It's good to be out with you guys. You guys are in Buffalo. Spent a lot of time talking about Buffalo. Uh, I just uh, – I miss it, man. I really do. And – uh it's just not the same. Florida's nice, but it's not Buffalo, and I always say that. So, got to give my shout-out to my hometown, the city of Buffalo. Thank you, Pat. I got to give a shout-out to all the weathermen and women in Buffalo that still have jobs who can consistently predict the forecast wrong and somehow still make a living. I mean, last week it went from perfect weekend, then to a washout, then back to beautiful and sunny and today, what was the high of 87, 88? No, it got to like 94 here in Buffalo. It's just unbelievable. My house has got to be 89 by the time I check that thermostat again. AC That's guys really a shout out. out to job security. Because you know we love Minkowski and Bagley. Those are our guys. Oh, yeah. And Don Paul. I should have said that. Shout out to people that have job security. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Pat, once again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, like I, it's, like I said before the show, I feel like, I feel like I've talked to you. We've been good friends for the past, what, three, four years, but it's the first time I'm talking to you tonight. So it's been great. Maniac. Thank you once again, Buffalo credit repair. Good night now. <laughs>